Welcome back to the Talk Down Syndrome Podcast. This is Chantelle Holm, your host. And before we begin our episode, I just wanted to go over some business with you guys. Um, We just finished our last giveaway, which was for Valentine's Day. Um, I gave away two pendants, a blue and yellow pendant, for uh, you and a bestie. So congratulations to Lori Avalos. She won that off of our Instagram account. Um, If you guys ever want to win anything, I do do giveaways pretty often, actually. I would say maybe three to four times a year. And uh, mostly around holidays, I think we did one for Christmas, we did one for Thanksgiving, and um, of course March 21st is coming up, which is World Down Syndrome Day, so I probably will be giving away some stuff then, I'm not sure what yet, but if you want some free shit, follow my account on Instagram, um, Talk Down Syndrome Podcast, so look us up, everybody loves free stuff. So follow us just for listening. And you know what? It, you don't even have to really be a listener. It's just somebody, you know, if you're following the account and, you know, you're a supporter, heck, try to win something. So um, anyway, and I was going back and forth. Didn't know if I want to let you guys know this yet because I'm like, um, I'm one of those type of people that I don't get excited until it's actually happening. So, like, I'm very a skeptical person. So, like, if somebody told me I won, you know, $1,000, I don't get excited until the money is actually in my hand. So, that's kind of like this. I'm excited about it. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm excited. I just, it's it's too good to be true. So, anyway, I was not going to say it, but then I guess I'm like, oh, you know what? It'll, It'll give my listeners something to look forward to. So, I decided, fuck it. Let's just share it. So, um... I am going to be interviewed by the Lucky Few podcast, the beautiful, amazing women on that podcast, uh, reached out to me to ask if I wanted to be on one of their episodes. So hell yeah, I do. So of course, I said yes, of course. And so that, I don't know when they're doing that release date for that episode or whatever, but that is look up look if you're if you are a podcast listener and you listen to these podcasts especially for down syndrome look it up try to see if um i'm on there and i probably will be sharing a lot about myself more than i have on my podcast and this podcast so that's cool i'm excited Woo! okay but in return they are going to be interviewed on my podcast So if you are listening to the Talk Down Syndrome podcast religiously, which I hope you are, um, the beautiful, amazing, awesome mothers, advocates, inspirational women are going to be on the Talk Down Syndrome podcast from the lucky few. So I have thousands of questions to ask them. Oh my God, I don't even know where to begin. Like, um, you know, they have been obviously role models for me I mean this podcast that I made was just um something to do on the side and it became one of my you know became my my thing so um I just I I kind of look up to them I kind of I do look up to them and um it's just awesome so I love that that this is going to be an amazing friendship between podcast peoples (laughs) and also mothers of children with down syndrome so that in itself is is awesome so 
Um, that episode will be the next one for the Talk Down Center podcast. So listen to this one. Today I'm bringing back Melissa. She was on our second episode, but she was our first interview person. So ever on the podcast. So I'm bringing her back today. So uh, listen to that today. And then the next episode um, will be the women of the lucky few podcast, the women. So um, you could just, I'm pretty sure you know who they are. I mean, who doesn't, right? So (laughs) anyway, I am driving as I'm recording this because I'm so freaking busy. I'm such a busy person. So if you hear my little clicker, uh, yeah, that's me breaking the law in California. I probably should not be on my phone. So I'm going to get off right now. And oh, wait. I'm not breaking the law in California. I'm actually being a really responsible driver. Disclaimer, don't take me seriously. I am going to let you go. And I hope you have a beautiful day. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. And please follow our Instagram account. Thank you. Bye. Welcome to the Talk Down Syndrome podcast. All right, you guys. So I have on the phone, Melissa Steele. If you guys have listened to the podcast since um, pretty much episode one, we had Melissa on. She was our second episode. And um, you guys can go back and listen to her interview. But just kind of a recap of um, what her interview was like. She did not have her her baby's uh, Joey yet. She was still pregnant and going through all the emotions of, you know, her new life, especially as a new mom to a daughter with Down syndrome. And it, I think we cried in that episode, Melissa. <laughs> I actually want I remember yeah. us crying. So go oh, back yeah. and listen to that if you want. Um, otherwise, Melissa, welcome back to the Talk Thank Down Syndrome you. podcast. Yeah, I'm excited to be back. It's really neat. Yeah, I'm excited too. How's everything going? Everything is going really well. We actually just had Joey's uh, 18 month. I know, 18 months. Uh, We just had her 18 month assessment and she kicked its ass. Wow. Uh, So that's really fun to to sit and listen to that. Awesome. Um, But everything's going really well. I'm going to give a little bit of a warning. I have an extremely needy, almost four-year-old. And so (laughs) I may or may not have to interrupt every now and then to kind of make sure that this guy is not falling. You know what? Like I just (laughs) said before we start recording, I'm in the break room at work. So we are all busy, but we're trying to make this happen. Yes, yes. Um, I was telling you a little bit. I had a – shortly after our interview, um, when I was pregnant, I had a mom reach out to me and basically was like, hey, like – your your interview kind of it feels so preachy and weird to say it but like your interview kind of like helped me get through my my uh pre prenatal diagnosis and I was like oh man I can't wait to get back on and talk about Joey some more yeah so I'm glad to be back I'm, I'm excited you know there's like um I I still learn this too because I record these episodes and I have guests on like you but I never go back and listen to them. I kind of just put it out in the universe. And then I, I, I never, like, it never ceases to amaze me, like, 
people that are listening and how far it goes out, how far it can yeah, the reach. Yeah. yeah. And so I, uh, you know, like you there, I've gotten messages from like people in like other parts of the world in different countries. And I'm like, what? Like, I yeah, even, yeah. to me, I'm like, I didn't even know you guys had Spotify or wherever you're listening right? to this. Too. So it's kind of cool. It's really cool uh, to hear different stories and stuff. And you were our first story. So um, besides, uh, you know, me and Allison's, but you are our first like actual interview. So yeah, I love how it's come back full circle now, 18 months later. Yeah, yeah. Well, and Valentine's Day was actually 19 months. So oh, it's, okay. it's A little bit after. going so quickly that I, I, just, I can't keep up. Like. <laughs> so now going back to um, 19 months ago. You didn't know what to expect. Can and I touched base with you a little bit after you had uh, Joey, but what mm-hmm. was it like? Um, I mean, not too much in detail. Like, the, I mean, labor is labor. It's never beautiful. Right. It's never beautiful, but then it's beautiful at the same time. Right. <laughs> Actually, I, um, I didn't go into labor. I uh-huh. I tried like hell to go into labor to the point where I had a very large nurse with very large hands uh, sweep my membrane. Oh my god. Uh, and that was that was the day before my C-section, and it was oh. awful. Um, and, and it was great because she did it how you're supposed to do it, but it was awful. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was basically having contractions from the time I was probably six months pregnant until she was born at 38 weeks, but they were all over the place. It was never, like, normal. Oh, and wow. then I was diagnosed with gestational diabetes, and then she was born, like, smack dab in the crazy crazy startup of covid oh yeah and so I forgot basically about all, that yeah yeah so i was just holding my breath the entire time and through the entire pregnancy i had a wonderful ob who was just like these are the great things but also i want you to be ready because when she's born she's going to be super limp because of the hypotonia and um she came out and was screaming and the doctor was like i am she i can't even hold on to her because she was fighting him so hard really she came out swinging (laughs) she literally like came out swinging i have the best picture my husband took a picture and it's when he first lifts joey up over the um over the curtain and i'm looking at her and you can see just like she's screaming in the picture but you can see all of her muscles are fighting and it's such a i love the picture Awesome. Um, but yeah, she was pulled out two weeks early because of all the complications. And um, I, I experienced a lot of weird emotions after that because she went lethargic. Like as soon as she calmed down, she went totally limp. Mm-hmm. And um, so she was in the NICU for a little while. Mm-hmm. Not long. Like thankfully it was only like three days. Okay. Um, which is even like, even that is incredible to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but she she would she loves eating to this day. But she loves eating so much that she would just stop breathing, oh, <laughs> and um, like literally start to suffocate because she wanted to eat. You know what? Because um, I know in NICU they have these goals. You have to eat so much, and you have to do mm-hmm. so many things before they release the baby. To right, go home. you have to eat so much, and you have to reach a certain level of mm-hmm. oxygen and yeah. all this crazy stuff. Oh wow, she did good. Uh, but I re- yeah, yeah, she she crushed it. Um, I remember the day before, or the day of, or the day before they sent her home, my husband and I went home, and then she was in the, the NICU for a day and a half after that. And um, I remember the day that she came home, I think, we walked in, and neither one of us realized right away that her cannula, like the little oxygen tube through her nose, uh-huh. um, neither one of us had realized right away that it was gone. 
And I like, without even thinking, I smacked my husband really hard in the arm. I was like, her cannula's gone. And we both just started crying. Oh, and it was such a like cool moment because she came home the next day. Yeah, like she was determined. Like yes. everybody, all the nurses, everybody was like, no, she's a little badass fighter and she's going to be home sooner than you think. Oh, good. That's so good yeah. to hear. So um, what were your thoughts when you saw her? I mean, besides, you know, her, I mean, you're getting sewn up at that point. I pretty much can imagine. Right, right. Oh, and I, I started as soon as the, I had a great anesthesiologist. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like with the exception of the person actually pulling the baby out, that's, mm-hmm. that's the person you want to become best friends with is the mm-hmm. anesthesiologist. Yeah. And, um, I told him, I was like, Hey man, like my last C-section was pretty rough after the baby. He's like, I got you. Don't worry about it. He's like, but I can't give you anything until the baby's out. And I was like, cool. As soon as Joey left my body, he, um, I could, I just, I started to feel this like literally bone crushing pain in my shoulder. And I was like, Hey man, like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm starting to panic. I'm sure I feel like I'm going to black out. Like this hurts. I can't breathe. He's like, I got you. And he filled me with ketamine. Yeah. And I was so high, um, so very, very high <laughs> that when they showed her to me, yeah, without even thinking, Did I looked at her. Did you see like sh- rainbows around her? <laughs> she was. It was Stars. like you are the cutest little Aww. baby, but I just blurted out, "Oh my gosh, I can see it!" Oh, and not, not. I wasn't calling my baby it, but yeah. like. I don't know why being able to see the Down syndrome features yeah. or like, I know she's going to have it. We've yeah. seen pictures of her ultrasounds where you can kind of make it out. Yeah. But for whatever reason in my stoner haze, mm-hmm. I did not realize how prominent they would be right away. Uh-huh. And yeah. if anything, I saw it and I was like, Oh my God, that's my baby. Like that's Joe. Like that's part of who she is. And yeah. it was like this really cool moment. Um, but then coming down from the, from the ketamine, I was just, pissed off I was pissed off for a day and a half and then my medications for pain weren't working Mm -hmm. and so I could feel like literally not working at all I could feel all of the nerve damage in my abdomen and so uh even even holding her at the hospital wasn't a thing like I didn't get hold I didn't get to hold her for the first almost full two days because I was in so much pain that just holding her the muscle like using those muscles to hold her up yeah. right I almost dropped her I was oh like I God. can't hold this baby like I'd love to but I can't yeah and uh, so that was that was rough because everything that was going on it, it was really hard for me I had really 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 bad postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety after mm-hmm. she was born yeah and so it took me a really long time to connect with her mm-hmm. and then um she didn't latch right away because she had a bottle for the first like four days of her life oh yeah because that's what they and, bottle well they tube and bottle at feed and nick you right right yeah. and so she wouldn't she wouldn't latch right away but it was like it was like this like her and i were determined to latch like mm-hmm. it was both of us because it didn't matter how frustrated she got she kept going back and she kept trying and she kept you know and yeah. and it was the same thing with me and i just remember when it finally happened i just started crying and like trying not to scream because she finally latched officially and i just was snapshot after snapshot sending pictures to my husband he was in the next room 
was like, she's doing it. She's doing it. Holy, like freaking out. And it was just like, from then on, we just, that was exclusive breastfeeding until she was 13 months old when Which her razor blades so came in. Which is so good. The, the, yeah. The, I want to say Coliseum, the colostrum, the Coliseum. <laughs> yeah. That right, stuff is right. so good too. I always feel like, mm-hmm. um, like, cause we, I had to pump and give it to Cheyenne, but I always feel like mm-hmm. something in there helps. It does help with like brain development. And it does help, especially in our situation when our children um, have a Down syndrome diagnosis, any kind of like help in brain development or functional ability or anything, we're we're like, we'll take it. What do you got to do? We'll take it. So, I mean, so what in regards to um, now you're seeing her grow and develop as a toddler and become our little personality, um, how did your viewpoints change with like, oh my God, what is Down syndrome? I have no, I don't know much about Down syndrome. And you would go to classes and you would, I would see you in classes, like talking to, to other moms to get an idea, mm-hmm. us and stuff, you would reach out, but like now you're living it. So what was that like? So this is going to sound really weird. Um, but when we first had, when we were pregnant with Joey, our first group meeting where we met you guys, yeah. um, at the end of the meeting when it was kind of dying down and all the dads were kind of sitting around chatting and stuff. And I was sitting with all the moms and chatting and everybody kept saying the same thing. The day that you stop seeing her down syndrome, that's it. You're in. And it was like, she has down syndrome. Like, I'm not going to ignore that part of her. And, yeah. and like, it never really clicked with Alex and I. And then, um, of course for Alex, it happened a lot faster, which was kind of heartbreaking for me. Yeah. But, um, but there, there, this, there was this day and I was looking at her and I just started like tearing up. And my husband was like, are you okay? And I was like, I, I get what they're saying now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's not, it's not that you just like block out the fact that they have Down syndrome, but you start to see this, like, you start to see it in their eyes and like the way that they look at you and you, when they start figuring straight up, like when they're like, like Joey loves to figure things out. She loves like little baby puzzles and putting things into stuff and like, she loves that stuff and watching her basically become a little human. Yeah. You can, you can totally, you see past this like diagnosis because a lot of people, me included would hear down syndrome and you're like, Oh my God, like, what does this mean for us? What does this mean for her life? What, you know, how is she going to function as a person? Mm-hmm. Um, and it makes you feel really like kind of like a failure as a parent almost because you're like, I'm doubting my child before my child is even born. Yeah. But it's like this like weird thing that happens where you're just like, what does this mean for my baby and me? Like, how does this affect us? You know, mm-hmm. and um, and and assessments were a nightmare. Like, I have to, I want to touch on assessments really, really bad because for me, assessments were so hard for me because it was like I almost didn't want to talk about it. Are you talking it about like, like with the regional center and stuff? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Oh my like god, they, I hate those milestone assessments, right? Yes. Because my neurotypical children, my son was running at his first birthday. Yeah. My daughter didn't decide that she was going to walk by herself until she was almost 16 months old. Yeah. And those are neurotypical children, you know? Mm-hmm. And the whole pregnancy, they're like, oh, well, we can't tell you what to expect because every child with Down syndrome is different. I'm like, okay, then, like, just stop telling you what to expect then. Yeah, but or stop when, rating it. <laughs> right, like, right. Yeah. And so you have these miles, you finally get to this point where you're, and it didn't take long it doesn't take long I don't want it to sound like it took me years to get there but like it takes a little while for you to see past what what everyone has been putting in your head about like the disability Mm -hmm. 
and you see this person and this, you, I see Joey. I don't see Down syndrome. I don't see a learning. I see Joey. And it was so amazing. And then we had our first assessment. And I was like, oh no, like my daughter has Down syndrome and that's why. And then you get, you almost get sucked back into that mindset of, but who, how is she going to be? How is she going to people beyond Down syndrome? You know what yeah. I mean? I remember, I remember at one point getting very upset one day because I felt, I mean, think about it. You have a child. I mean, it could be even just um, a child that doesn't have a diagnosis, but you, any assessment in school, mm -hmm. oh, well, your child does this and your child could be doing this, but they should be at this, but they're at this. And then their question, exactly. the questions are very daunting and they are very repetitive over mm -hmm. and over and over. So like, can your child draw a circle or do you see your child like pick up stuff? Does she hear, yeah. does she look when you say her name? Like, like those, those questions are like, you get kind of annoyed. I wanna, yeah. I always want to answer, uh, no, but she will. So chill out. Yeah. Or like, like they asked me, they've been asking me since she was six months old, if she can sign the word more. Oh. And I'm like, you guys, I'm just trying to get her to eat. Yeah. Like, let alone ask for more food. Yeah. Um, we'll get there. And then uh, two months ago, she just started finding more like she'd known how to say it her voice. Yeah, it, it comes just because it doesn't come yeah. on that day. And it's, it's, right, frustr right. it's very frustrating. And I remember I had to have one of my friends, like, I think I was like venting online. And my friend was like, you know, because I felt like my dog, I felt like I don't say this the bad way. I say this only because I remember I felt like they mm -hmm. tried to make her seem like she was not smart and i'm like she's yeah, smart yeah. and like, like I, they make they make her seem more like disabled yeah than what we how we see our kids exactly and so my friend i remember she was saying well you know she almost pretty much told me you want the services so you almost don't want her to reach mm -hmm. her her month like if she's supposed to be at like 12 months at a certain time period you want her to be below so she can get that 30 percent delay i guess so you could still mm -hmm. get the services so she's like, it's so sad. It's it's sad like, it's because totally it's like true, but it's, it's like it's almost how like you're supposed to do it. Yeah, it's like almost saying you have to like kind of get a C in class so you could get free classes or something. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like so. Right. Like, no, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. So I remember that because we're not far behind. Like like you're. I think Shy's three. You're eighteen months. Yeah. And we just passed that. Yeah. And yeah, it's scary. And I, I've, it's it's always lingering because you know my daughter. She's going into be. She's going to be four and then she's going to be five soon in the school system. And I'm doing like signing her up for special ed and it's still the same thing. It just never goes away. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. And like IEPs, like I'm dreading IEPs, Yeah, you know, but mm -hmm. like the, I guess like for me, like her lot, like I said, her last assessment was amazing. It was incredible. Like uh, one of the things she tested at 19 months, like right where she should. Mm-hmm. And it was like, holy crap, that's phenomenal, you yeah. know? And then uh, she had a 12-month grade, and then she had an 11-month grade, and then everything else kind of fell between um, 9 to 10 months, which is totally normal. Like, it's not, you know, she's meeting her milestones like she should and then exceeding some of them. Yeah. Um, and so I think, like, it's frustrating because, you know, I get sucked back into that mentality of, like, man, my kid has Down syndrome. Like, mm -hmm. how much of her life? And it wasn't even, like, how much of her life is she going to be struggling to meet the goals? It's like those assessments always made me feel like they always like up with the exception of the last one. Cause I was just like, I kind of was very firm and like, where are we at? What do we need to do? Okay, cool. I'm done yeah. because I can't, I can't get in that mindset, but there's still this level of like, 
how long is it going to be before people look at her and they don't go, well, she should be here, but she's only here, but that's because of her Down syndrome, so mm-hmm. everything's fine. It's like, no, like, just look at her and be like, this is where she's at, and that's okay. Yeah. You yeah. know? Well, you know, I think I, from my experience, I think I became to the point where I just want her to be, play with friends, go to a daycare, okay. have fun learn from other people, not be excluded, just hang out with everybody and she'll learn. And just somebody yeah. to not like a teacher to not give up on her, you know? Right, and, right. I mean, at the end of the day, like, it's good to have like, I mean, I don't, I don't think we've ever had a speech therapist, but we have like the regular people that came to the house, but it was during COVID and yours is probably during COVID too. So you probably yeah. didn't have much but virtual meetings, which. Oh yeah. Like her, too. her, um, her early intervention teachers, the first six months of her life, all of that was via Zoom. And that made it harder for her to get to those milestones because oh, yeah. now she's working against just doing it all in video. And it's like, yeah. you can't, like her I don't first believe physical in the, therapy I appointment hate, was crazy. I'm first to say, I do not believe in teaching um, anything like any kind of therapy through Zoom. I'm like not. Oh, it's hard. I just not for it at all. <laughs> Yeah, well, because you're essentially you have the the therapist is teaching you mm-hmm. how to teach your child, and it's like, yeah. but you can't feel the resistance. Like, like our physical therapist that comes to the house, she's mm-hmm. like, it's hard. You can't do Zoom physical therapy because the the teacher or the therapist can't feel the resistance or where she's pushing yeah. and where she isn't pushing and and how to adjust her leg properly. She's like, I yeah. can tell you all I want over the phone, but like, you don't, don't do know. anything. Yeah. Right, right. Well, I mean, so that, she, she is adorable. <laughs> I was looking oh at her my pictures. God. And she doesn't adorable. let me get away with shit. Like, she doesn't, no. <laughs> she's like, she's like, no, 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 no. I know there's more food in that bowl, and I said more, so let's go. Like, okay, food is her so, favorite thing. So, so Joey likes to eat a lot, huh? Because mm-hmm. so does Cheyenne. And I've noticed that there's a weight thing going on with children or people with Down syndrome. And I'm like, okay, so that maybe, um, I don't know what it is. I don't know why, but... I'm like, Cheyenne's going to be a big girl. And I'm starting yeah. to think like, okay, I'm going to probably have to put her in sports to kind of get some of that weight off. Mm-hmm. But I wonder what, I need to read up on that more of that, why that is so. Because I'm in reverse I think, though. I have yeah, to- it feels like she doesn't have like the, for Joey anyway, it feels like she doesn't have like that. Okay, I'm full now right away. Like it takes a minute for her body to be like, okay, you're full. Please stop eating or we're going to explode. Yeah, I don't know. My daughter's so chunky, <laughs> and it's fine. I'm like, I love her to death. We'll go, we'll go to the dang buffet together when she gets older. But then I'm like, but is it? I'm like, what do I need to do? Is this like common? And I've seen models though that have Down syndrome, and they're quite thin. So I'm like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. But she's adorable. I love the picture when she was at the beach because I love her chunky rolls. Oh yeah, rolls. her first birthday. Her chunky rolls. They're cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she's great. I think. I feel like. So for me, after she was born, we had best case scenario. I think, honestly, one of my favorite memories from her being born was sitting in the recovery room, right? Because you have to be in the recovery room for a few days, especially with COVID, especially C-section, all that. And I just remember not being able to be with her because she's in the NICU. And the um, the cardiologist called us. And my husband answered the phone because, again, I am just writhing in, like, nerve damage pain. It's awful. My husband gets on the phone. He's like, oh, it's the, he, you know, he's the cardiologist. So I was like, okay, cool. And he's like talking. He goes, uh-huh. Okay. Okay. And then he gets off the phone and he sits in a different chair across the room and he's just like staring. He has this weird look on his face and he's just staring and he starts to tear up. Oh, no. and I was like, what's going on? 
what, like, what happened? And he goes, huh, there I go. Um, he goes, she's okay. Like, what do you mean? He goes, her heart is okay. Like, she's okay. He's like, that was the last thing that, like, like, that was the last thing. And, and you could see, like, this breath of air come out of him. And it's like, you have been like holding was, your breath this entire pregnancy. Like, he was worried and, like, checking mm-hmm. off boxes. Like, everything's going to be okay. Like, yeah. she came out good. Okay, she's yeah. eating good. And then the last one was the heart. Because mm-hmm. that was the scariest thing for us. You know, yeah. like, we could do anything. We could take on anything. But, like, if this little girl has to have yeah, heart, heart surgery, surgery a few days after she's born, like, yeah. you know. That's a lot. Yeah. It's, it's crazy because I used to, you know, I, part of my depression and anxiety, my postpartum stuff, I withdrew really, really hard from the groups, Mm -hmm. which I I think for me was a mistake because I should have been leaning into people with the feelings that I was having. Mm -hmm. But like, I almost felt ashamed for talking about how well Joey was doing because you see these Mm -hmm. moms who are just their daughter or their son, their children, their Mm -hmm. children are struggling with heart problems or breathing problems, or their children are in the NICU for months at a time. And, and my friend put this in such beautiful perspective for me. She was like, but your story with Joey is the story that the moms who are pregnant need to hear Yeah, because they're now being, and it's shocking to me now that I've had Joey and we've been to so many meetings, it is insane to me. The amount of genetic, genetic counselors that are like your child isn't ever going to be able to do anything and you're going to be changing diapers till you're 20 you might as well abort yeah i know it, it's appalling because our genetics our genetic counselor was beautiful and amazing and he mm-hmm. he knew that we were going to do well when we, we like we were like no, no 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 that's not an option and he was like okay great i'm that's awesome let's move forward mm-hmm. and it's like it's crazy how they that that is one of the things you have to well would you want to abort like you know right, it's like one of the right. But it's it's it is um especially you know new moms or people that have I don't know anything about Down syndrome mm-hmm. or maybe didn't grow up around people that were disabled or anything like that. It is a lot of bad um like juju bad thoughts right. bad things about children with Down syndrome and you don't know it until you live your own story. And right. even those people that you see that do have children that have severe heart defects or mm-hmm. respiratory issues. They still make it out amazing and with these amazing stories and just finding themselves as parents and finding themselves as being caregivers or whatever. Right. <laughs> I mean, so I always found like, I mean, I even would hear the worst of a mom who lost a child and yet she still yeah. has has like the strength to talk about it and to help right, other people. Right. So, um, I mean, that's... So, yeah, like talking about the positive stuff for me was like, yeah. These women are going to think that I'm an asshole. Like, sorry, but like, that's exactly how I felt. I was like, yeah. they're going to think that I'm on there bragging and they're struggling. And my friend, like, it sounds at first, it felt like I, it sounded arrogant where it was like, no, no, no. Like the moms who are pregnant, who only are told, oh, they're never going to do anything. Who are only ever told like, well, your baby is disabled. Yeah. Like you're going to come out and you're going to be like, no, 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 no. Like, it's not, it's not all roses and sunshine for sure. Yeah. Like Joey, Joey is only 19 months old. She's got a hell of a fight in front of her. Mm-hmm. But what people don't talk about enough with the new babies, like you see it all the time in teenage children with Down syndrome and adults with Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there aren't enough people with little babies who are like, oh, no, 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 no. I don't, I don't expect there to be sunshine all the time. But this kid is a fighter 
and they're about to put up a hell of a fight and we're going to be good. Yeah. And, and like, that's how I feel about Joey. It's like, there are, there are stories that are so hard to, to hear and you struggle and you go, God, did I make the right decision going full term? Like, what was I, you know, but then the moms that like helped me get through it were the moms who are like, yeah, but you know what? It's awesome too. Like they're Mm -hmm. fighters. Mm -hmm. They are strong amazing i mean like i said joey has been she came out swinging and it, she hasn't let up since well i have to think about and she like, doesn't take it from anybody you know i think about like if i was a brand new mom again and i found um like because I mean, you knew before you had joey and then i remember yeah i was 18 you, weeks pregnant yeah so that's why you started researching and going to the uh, association and stuff mm-hmm. and then um but see in my case i didn't know anything until after like an hour after she was born but Jesus. if I did, if I was a new mom and I didn't know, or I knew in your shoes and started like looking up stuff like this podcast, the, mm-hmm. it gives you the good and the bad. I have stories right. that are sad. I have stories that are good. I have a mixture of both. So, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, the, the worst case scenario could be this, but the best case scenario is like, you know, Joey, she's healthy. She's doing great. She got out of NICU in three days. So it could be anything. Every story is mm-hmm. so unique. But the the thing about it is that the whole experience in itself is all generally the same. It all comes to wrap around like Down syndrome is not the worst thing in the world. Don't abort. Like try to, you know, if you don't, if you don't feel like you want to, don't because you're in for a good journey, you know? Right. If there's something inside of you that's like, no, I got this. Yeah. All the elements outside of your world telling you, you don't got this. Believe me, it's scarier than you think. First of all, majority of the people that say that in my experience, what I've learned, like, you know, um, people who are like, Oh man, do you think she'll do? Oh man. People that have never, they're they're the people that are like, Oh yeah. Like my third cousin's twice removed brother's aunt who's married to this guy has down syndrome. Yeah. You know, and they're like, Oh man, the struggles. Am I right? It's Mm -hmm. like, you really don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, and all the people that usually have, like, firsthand experience are like, it's fine. You're going to be good. Yeah, like I had, uh, like I said, I I suffer and still am having issues with postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety pretty heavy um, because of all the experience of the, because of all the weight that was on me during that pregnancy. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was talking to a psychiatrist and actually ended up uh, canning him. Because every time we talked, he would just focus so heavily on Joey. Well, you know, having a baby with disability or having a down child. I'm like, oh, Oh, don't call it a down child. (laughs) Right, right. He'd say, you know, down children are, you know, I can only imagine a heart that is should be blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I I literally at one point said to him, sir, I have a three-major and a 16-year-old. Joey is the least of my concerns. Like, if anything, like the the three-year-old and the 16-year-old are the ones that keep me on my toes and joey's just sitting over here being a badass so not that i love any of my children any more than the other no but it just proves like like, they don't know like you you don't know you're you're not you're experienced enough to know what yeah i totally get that right right i really wish that doctors who don't know enough about down syndrome as (laughs) shitty as it sounds i need those people to stay in their lane yeah if you don't know enough about down syndrome but you're working with a Down don't syndrome child. Don't give out child. advice. Yeah, don't give don't, out advice. Yeah, like ask questions. Like yeah. that mom that you're working with probably knows more about Down syndrome than you are. Mm-hmm. But you're a medical doctor, so of course they're not going to question you or correct you. Yes, baby. Okay, jump, baby. Um, Sorry, she's on the trampoline. Okay, okay yeah. give me that. 
So, um, so yeah, yeah. she, uh, you know, I've had, I, I almost don't like, we have an amazing pediatrician. She's amazing. I love her and she's great with the kids, but I told my husband, like, I can't go to her anymore with Joey because she focuses so heavily she focuses so heavily on Joey's Down syndrome and not on the task at hand. Yeah. Yes, baby. Yep, I'm gonna watch you jump on the trampoline. Do your thing, girl. I'll be right here. Um, so yeah, like I just I feel like there needs to be less you know, if, if my daughter is nineteen years old nineteen months old and she has Down syndrome and you've never worked with someone with Down syndrome maybe don't tell me how my daughter is going to develop. Yeah, in exactly. that sense, if that makes, you know. No, it does. It really does. I get that I just feel too. like there needs to be more supportive and loving things like that and less, oh, well, you know, I heard that with Down syndrome, like, stop reading articles on Google <laughs> about what you think it looks like or what you, like, people have actually said to me, oh, she doesn't really look like she has Down syndrome that bad. Oh, my God, I got that comment. I got that comment last weekend, and I kind of was just like, uh, I, I don't, I, I, I almost don't even want to say anything back because it's just like, I do, but I don't. It's weird. I got that comment. I got that comment last weekend as well. And I was just like, oh, and I just brushed it off. No, you can just jump. If you want to play on the sprinkler, just jump on the sprinkler in your underwear. It's the same thing. (laughs) Sorry, guys. Okay. <laughs> she, as soon as she realized that I was on the phone, it was like, okay, I got uh, all the things. Yep. I know. Um, so what if there's a mom, another mom, or whoever is listening to right now, what, because I asked you this question when you interviewed last time, what would you say to them in regards to what you know now? Um, yeah, let, let, your, let your child tell their own story. And basically, like, what I mean by that is there's going to be scary stuff. There's going to be stories, horror stories from people, especially people who don't know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, let your kids show you what they can do. And don't, like, I see so many moms, as simple as it is, there's so many moms who are like, oh, my kid is this old, and they told me that they weren't going to be able to use a straw, so we never used a straw, and now, like, they need to use a straw, and it's like, let your child show you. Don't let people tell you, like, oh, they're never going to be able to do this. And then you just, you're afraid of that. Yeah. Um, don't be afraid of your kids. Don't be afraid of, like, just letting them learn and be, if that makes sense. Yeah. They're going to learn completely different. They're going to be completely different. They're going to live their life completely different. But it doesn't have to be in a negative way. And it does, they don't have to be in this, like, weird shelter of negative life. Mm-hmm. sheltered through fear yeah yeah like i spent a good chunk of my time like people telling me like oh you know that that's going to be a problem and it's like yeah but she's doing it Mm -hmm. like what part of it is going to be a question she's already doing you know and um and i just i feel i feel sad when people when moms or dads even are like yeah well they told us that they never would so we just didn't bother with it and that's like and that's not like a failure on their part, you know, because they don't know. They're they're listening to medical professionals. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like let your kid lead the way and show you what they can and cannot do. Yeah. And the stuff that they can't do, don't just throw your hands up and be like, Well, I guess that's not a thing. Yeah. You know? Work on it. Yeah, Work yeah. Like it. it's so cool when you when you find that group with your kid and then you can work with them and get through things with them. Because Joey is doing things right now at nineteen months old. Where they were like, oh, no, that's not a thing until they're at least two. 
Oh my so, gosh. Yeah. That's, that's, that's some good advice. And that is so true. And um, I could hear your, <laughs> the, isn't it funny when you're on the phone, they want all your attention because my, oh, yeah. oh my like, God. I don't, I don't exist. Until no, my daughter will see me and it's all of a sudden, who are you talking to? I want to say something. I'm like, leave yeah. me alone. <laughs> I have, I actually had kind of a cool moment that I wanted to tell you about really quick. Um, yeah. And it's something that you did on Instagram. It was a long time ago, and it's going to mess me up talking about it. Uh, you posted a video of, I don't remember your older daughter's name. I'm so sorry. Jade. Jade. I saw Jade and Cheyenne, uh-huh. right? They're playing on the patio. And it was this really sweet video of them, like, running around on the patio. And I remember you said something about, I can't remember exactly oh, what it I was. I remember but what it was. Something about, like. I remember what you're talking I know what you're talking about. Because the day that my daughters can play together was truly the day that I was able to, like, yes. I can't remember what it was. So I remember being crying, 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 crying. Cheyenne was in NICU, and I was, like, a hot mess. I can't do this. I can't be her mom. I just don't know what to expect. What is this going to mean for us? Blah, blah, blah. Like, in my deep, dark, dark sorrows. When I look back at it, I kind of laugh at myself because I'm like, oh, my God, you're so dramatic. <laughs> but, you know, but I was like, oh, my God, I'm, this is horrible. This is horrible for my family. And then I remember telling my husband in that moment, you know, I'll be happy when I could see my kids playing together and laughing and enjoying their life. That's when I'll be – I won't be sad anymore. Like, I was being dramatic. And then, like, it took some time, but I remember standing there, and I'm like, oh, my God, they're outside playing. And I remember yeah. saying that the moment that I will fear, feel so good, like everything's good, is when I uh-huh. could see them happy playing together. And that was that. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, my God. That's me being dramatic right. again. <laughs> Still being dramatic. No, but, but I had, yeah. like, I had that moment. Like, yeah. Lily and Joey, like, play together all the time. They play yeah. together all the time. And I just remember thinking, like, what is her, again, because a bunch of people who don't know what they're talking about mm-hmm. have never even met my daughter. Yeah. I'm like, oh, well, you know what that means for a sibling. And it's like, I don't know what that means. Yeah. But now that I've seen them together. Yeah. It's hey, like- I'm right here. I was getting you a towel. Now that I've seen them together yeah. and I see them playing, I see them, like, that like all, all the bad all the, all the bad shit is gone all the and you just see them happy in the moment being yeah. loving and being just being happy in the moment enjoying their life that's it you're like this is all i need for my kids when you get nice and dry off yeah exactly joey just woke up so she oh, may or may not make some noise in the background well <laughs> well i wanted but, to um, um but i yeah, definitely sorry, wanted to f- bring this full circle and just let you know that I just, I love still staying in touch with you and that she's growing beautifully and you've been such a good mommy. Oh my God. I was so excited when I first met you. I'm trying. You're doing so good. And, um, after all this, uh, when, I don't know, we'll probably see you soon. Uh, hopefully this, um, October for Down Syndrome Awareness Month, we do something. Oh yeah. Come down to the association. We haven't, we haven't been able to do anything because we've been so terrified of Joey getting sick. Yeah. But I'm hoping that, yeah, we'll be able to get her out to something with Well, if with it makes you feel stuff. any better, me and Cheyenne had COVID, and we, me and her beat it together in one room for a whole week, and she was great. I think I was more more with a crybaby than she was. So, and I was <laughs> worried about, I was really worried about her having Down syndrome and COVID, and she, mm-hmm. it was just like a cold for her, at least. Yeah. So, but, um... Oh. Hi, okay, well, I said, oh, Bobby, hi. 
Well, you guys enjoy your day, and um, I am so glad that you came back on. Oh, yeah, I, I love it. I, I could spend hours. I know we only have a half hour, but I could spend literal hours talking about this whole experience. I know. I, know. I love it, too. It, gets, it just keeps going. So, But um, we will. We got to keep – let this be a reoccurring theme. You know, yes. when, when, when Joey reaches three, four, we'll have, her, have you back on again, and, like, who knows how long this could go. <laughs> i'll be talking to you yeah. we'll be like old yeah, ass ladies starts, I know, huh? <laughs> she's like 40 it's like jesus mom you're still talking about this? <laughs> right but guess what i said you're the topic of discussion hey now she's changing my diapers <laughs> yeah. right right i'm gonna be at her wedding day and she'll be like oh remember the first interview on talk Right now, remember that disabled placard we have in our car? Now it's for me as your mom. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, our next our next little bout journey, whatever, is going to be figuring out all of the stuff that is available for her in school and all oh, that. So yeah, yeah. it's going to. If you ever need to have any questions, let me know because we're at that point. Uh, absolutely. All right, Melissa. I'll let you get back to your mommy duties. And thank you so much thank again. For taking time. Oh, it was my pleasure. Absolutely. All right. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you so much. I will talk to you soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, you guys. That is going to wrap it up for another episode of the Talk Down Syndrome podcast. I think Melissa was our first recap. Maybe not. I might have touched base. I have so many interviews I, I tend to forget sometimes, but it was awesome because she literally was our first interview. And for me, just being the interviewer, looking back now at like almost two years that this podcast has been alive and going, it's, it's pretty cool. So um, thank you guys for listening today. Uh, we will be having another episode out shortly within this month. I'm excited for um, the next episode. Um, it's going to be really entertaining. So keep a lookout for that. And until then, keep talking about Down syndrome, sharing your stories. Please reach out to me if you want to be on an episode and keep advocating for our loved ones. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Talk Down Syndrome podcast.